You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. My love, my sweetie, my baby. Do you need to talk? Are, are you okay, my guy? Do, do you need a hug? I mean, who <laughs> didn't need a hug? The man's pure anxiety, and he knows it. I, oh my god, I, I just, I don't even know what to do anymore. Like, are, are you okay for real, Bill? <laughs> I loved every time an episode popped up, and your first post was, I thought we were friends, Bill. I thought we were friends. <laughs> Why do you hurt me so? We made out that one time. It was nothing serious. <laughs> yes, we are talking about the fourth and, unfortunately, final season of Barry. Although, it's that's not to say that it's a bad thing. It, it is perfectly encapsulated. It is exactly as long as it needs to be. I'm just sad to see it go. And I'm sure as everyone else is here. Joining me, and no doubt in that sentiment, are Melina. Hello. Ryan. Hey, hey. And the spectacular Spider Mike. Howdy, howdy. Yeah, this season was just intense, and I felt like I needed both a cigarette and a drink after every single episode. I needed to go hug a puppy and just think about some stuff. Uh, what did it do to you guys? Usually on, on Mondays, I have work at 6 in the morning, um, and I can never go to sleep every time I watched an episode. But I, I had to watch it first day first thing Mm -hmm. or else i was gonna get spoiled and there's no way i was that was letting i was letting that happen Mm -hmm. and every time i couldn't i couldn't stop thinking about i mean god it 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 only aired 12 hours ago you haven't seen that's not my fault (laughs) Uh, well because we know that social media is so gracious with keeping their opinions to themselves i hate those people Yeah, right as something crazy happens in any show i just i'm tweeting it immediately that's 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 the best way to handle it right them's the rules right i mean that's how i want every spoiler to be revealed to me it's like why even it's like i don't want to watch the show itself i don't want to give up 30 minutes yeah who cares about all the hard work put into the show and like how much work Bill Hader put into this? Like, it's it's much better received in you know my shitty tweet. Right? I'd rather some yeah, asshole wait. with six underscores in their Twitter name tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, even have internet? I mean, my God, honestly, I would get rid of internet if it Just... meant that I could avoid spoilers, especially for this show and especially for this season. Yeah, this this was something special. Yes, it was. Can we even begin to describe it? Not not only just from a a, a literal narrative plot sense, but I mean, metaphorically, in so many ways, it, it's so deeply rooted in what's already happened that we almost kind of can't talk about a lot of this season in particular without spoilers. So I guess kind of a warning on that. We'll do our best. Sorry, guys. The best way to show the difference in this season and how the show start is watch the trailer to the first season and then watch the trailer for every season. Yeah. After. Yes. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, 
it's because that first season trailer is like wacky comedy time. The the final trailer is like everything is sad. <laughs> this show is the ultimate encapsulation of that that Mr. Incredible meme where he's all happy in one panel and then just completely like black and white. Completely that that is exactly how to describe the show. If that if that doesn't appeal to you, it's not for you. Which is really funny because in the time that the four season aired or the first episode aired, I was on vacation and I was hanging out with my friend and I decided to show him the first season because he had never seen it. And I was like, you of all people need to, you would love it. And <laughs> sure enough, we binged the entirety of the first season, which is not hard to do in one day. And with me rewatching it, I remember thinking, wow, the wacky comedy that I thought I saw the first time around, that's really never what this was at all. Mm -hmm. It always had those comedic beats. And the first two yeah. seasons especially, I think, were more overt in how they wanted to play the comedy. That definitely was more upfront than the drama. But watching it again, I thought, wow, no, the, the violence and the level of and just how disturbing some of this content is, that was always there. Yeah. That has taken to use a term that Gene Cousineau would probably use and has taken center stage. And the comedy <laughs> has taken a tight five. Yeah, and I, I think so many people, and it, I mean, even I kind of struggled with this, especially in those earlier seasons of, you see Bill Hader, you've known him for so long on Saturday Night Live and so many funny movies and stuff, and you really want to root for Barry. You really want to believe, oh, this is just a good person trapped in a shitty situation. But if you go back and, yeah, watch it from start to finish or from the fourth season and going back and rewatching it before you start the final season, no, he's been fucked in the head from the start. This is not a good person. You should not be rooting for him. And that's honestly one of the things that makes the show so interesting is you have such a complex character that you struggle so hard to root for or against because you have those prior conceptions of the actor that you're fighting against. Yes. Yeah, the, the the only other thing I could compare Barry as a character to, especially in the first season, was John Cusack's character in Gross Point Blank. Yes. Ooh, good comparison. Which is, which is the same thing. He's like, I'm a hitman. I'm tired of doing this. I don't want to do this anymore. But the differences between the two of them is that he actually isn't a fucked up person. He just, he literally, he really is the guy who just does things for money. Yeah. And he knows that. He's, that still makes him kind of a fucked up person. Right. But he has an on and off switch. Yeah. Whereas mm -hmm. when you watch Barry, you realize Barry's off switch has been broken for a very long Something time. Something is wrong with Barry. He was just born wrong. <laughs> As you would imagine that someone who has done this for the good majority of their adult life would mm -hmm. be it's like this would not be the john cusack character where they're like oh no i am a completely normal moral person who just happens to do this i'm like no somebody who does something like this has a screw loose yeah and i know you just mentioned re-watching re the first season melina i kind of did the same thing with my mom recently because she had also never seen it and she loved it right away but that's i i I think that that darkness was way more apparent and it's just way more in the forefront when I watched it again too, more than I thought it was initially. Cause there's, there's definitely like a tonal shift as the series goes along. Like it, like by the mm. fourth season, it's, it's a lot darker and more horror fo focused in some ways too. Yeah. But the first season that, that stuff is, is all like still there. Like just from the way that Barry behaves from the very first episode. And there's certainly, Part, like like you all said, there's part of you that wants to root for him, I think, 
a big part of the reason why is you like Bill Hader, mm. you know? It almost takes the inverse of, like, the Sam Raimi Evil Dead movies, where it goes from wacky comedy to super serious, dark, and it's it's something you just gotta get used to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 100%. And when you watch Barry, and I mean the character itself, one of the main reasons you... you want to root for him as much as you do is because you understand the idea of second chances yeah and Kusno has that great explanation in the second season where like we're deeply flawed people and people can change and if not well then we're fucked <laughs> and season four is very much we're fucked yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah every everybody sucks everything is awful Again, Bill, sweetie, do you want to talk? Yeah, from the get-go, I guess we should just jump into some of the what's... I guess we can kind of explain. So Barry, Barry's crimes have caught up to him, mm -hmm. and he's now finally essentially put away, and then now everybody's dealing with the repercussions of everything that's happened since Barry has made it to L.A., mm -hmm. whether it's Sally, whether it's NoHo Hank, whether it's Kikusano... Uh, whether it's Jim Moss's father, or sorry, Jim Moss is the father. Yeah, yeah Janice uh, Moss. <laughs> Janice Moss. I kept saying it, that I do. I was saying, well, <laughs> Janice Moss's father, and that's just the first like three episodes, or two or three episodes. Like if I even went up until what happens in what like four or five, then like it does something that I both am happy it did and was very surprised it did at the same time. It was very shocking. And it was one of those where I knew the moment I saw it, liking it at the time myself, that other people wouldn't. Yeah. Yes. I was like, I know this is not going to work for everyone. I can tell that right now because this is a this is a very gutsy thing to do thematically, which is dun 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 the time jump. Yeah, which that that was kind of a make or break thing for people this season. It seems going off of the the general internet's reaction to it. What did you guys think about that? Episode five is the most uncomfortable I've ever been like, watching a show <laughs> in quite some time. Yeah, it was completely terrifying, and I yeah I, I felt the same way. I thought like this is definitely going to be divisive, but and honestly, I wasn't sure how I felt about it at first either. But the more I thought about it. And by the time the season was over, I really do think it was a good choice because of how how it accelerates certain things. And it, it really just pushes the characters to their natural conclusions. And so much mm -hmm. of this season and the show in general is about, like, can a person who is this far gone really change? And so much of it is about, like, whether, like, all of these characters have done bad things like on varying different levels and the show is about like whether they can change or not. And I think that like accelerating it with that, just, just accelerating time and like jumping forward in that way kind of just pushes that to the forefront even more. And I, I really think it ended up working out for the better. I thought so too. And I appreciated that it actually had the, it had the guts to not just do a time jump that was as great in terms of, like, you know, it's it's eight years, I believe, in terms of how mm -hmm. far it jumps forward. Mm -hmm. Which means that your characters are going to be very different people from yeah. the point where you last saw them. And I know that that was something that had people a little on the fence. Barry, by the time that we get to that time jump, it's almost like any chance he had of being self-aware about what and who he is is gone yeah. you know he's just found this little 
world of denial that he can live in, which has been one of the great themes of this show, that the power of denying who you are in favor of what you wish you were. And the way that they summed up that second half of his season with his character in particular, I was like, I don't think a lot of shows would have been brave enough to do something like that. Yeah, it, it's almost a completely different show at that point, which, again, I, I, I get why that turned a lot of people off. Yeah, the, the 100%. And because the way Barry is in the first half, he's very much like the acting class is very much his life, and mm-hmm. it's what's keeping him from from being dark. I'm using Chloe Fingers, <laughs> even though he's he's always like that. It's just that it's in the background. Or when it skips eight years forward... He's now replaced Gene Cousineau with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's now being like, everything I'm doing is for the Lord and everything's great. I'm completely forgiven because I, I do my Hail Marys or whatever, <laughs> like, like that kind of thing. But you can tell he's still, he's still a very selfish person, oh, especially yeah. when he's talking to some people. I, I don't know if, I, if I'm willing to say who he's talking to in this one part, but he's talking to somebody and they're like, I... I need a comforter. And he's like, well, the Lord provides what you need. Hey, my Lincoln book. (laughs) (laughs) And it just shows everything about his thought process at that exact moment. You're like, fuck you. (laughs) And I just love that it it feels like the acting class and everything that he went through really has prepared him for this moment because he's able to kind of play this character who's like, who feels like an alternate version of himself. Because like there's there's so many, the, the Christian stuff, it really feels like, it, it just feels like such a sham. It feels like he's lying to himself. Like it's something that that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It, it, it it's in even Sally too. Like it extends to her because of, you know, the fact that uh, some of the things that she had to do in a previous season is kind of haunting her as well. And she's also mm-hmm. playing a character and they're both kind of just living this like awful bizarro version of, of their lives in this yeah. moment. And it's, it's really just feels like, they're they're in purgatory in this episode and it is just so uncomfortable and just difficult and to watch so very much the feeling it, it's such a testament to sally goldberg's acting skills that or when they sarah had, were uh yeah sarah goldberg yes. um yeah you just, <laughs> it's so easy to do because I, I was all i could think of is sally. i know i was looking right at it the text was on my screen and i still said it wrong my God, well, Sally's that uh, much yeah, of an enemy. <laughs> seriously, no, it, it is that much of a testament to Sarah Goldberg's acting skills that during those scenes you can tell. I mean, b- both their acting skills really, but you you can tell that Barry at least thinks that he thinks that he believes what he's saying, but mm-hmm. her every time she would say, you know, is this really what God wants for us? She's just parroting it. She's just saying it to say it. I, I never once got the feeling that she actually believed in this. Oh, not at all. No. I mean, that's the thing. With this season, the way that it opened with her, with what happened, with the way that it, <laughs> the last season kind of mm. dropped her at the finish line, I was like, wow, I don't know how much darker <laughs> they can get with her. And it was almost like they heard me <laughs> and said, yep. oh, hold my beer. You just wait. <laughs> But yeah, Sarah Goldberg in the second half of this season especially, it is one of the great performances I've seen all year because we're seeing somebody who we kind of know, as with most of the characters, maybe secondary to Barry, she's a shitty person. Oh yeah. She's, she's not evil, but there is that part of us that despite everything that they do, every shallow, horrible thing they do... We look, we're so hoping for their redemption. Yeah. And we have that 
third season arc with her where she gets something so cruelly ripped from her and then she's now in the darkest part of her life to where she's given up and yet she still finds a means of performing she still finds a mm-hmm. means of yeah acting just, just a small thing but yeah if, if you catch catch on it you definitely get it and it's just so heartbreaking it's like oh this is all she has left well the whole second half is like that for everybody because everybody gets essentially what they wanted in the beginning but they all had to they all had to sacrifice something to get there mm-hmm. uh fuchs essentially has to sacrifice his relationship with barry as well as essentially his freedom for a while to get where to get to become the thing that he keeps claiming he is <laughs> in the beginning of the show and then same with Noho Hank, he has to give up, he, or he accidentally gives up the thing he wants the most to mm. become the thing that he wanted to be in the beginning. With Noho Hank, his hurts the most because you never truly felt like he, that's what he actually wanted. Yeah. yeah. It's just he thought that's what he wanted, ironically enough, to not lose what he had, only to lose everything from it. Uh. And I can't say because it's just, uh, one, it's painful as hell. Yeah. Uh, and two, it's just, it's, it's such huge. a giant spoiler. It's a huge thing. It's hu- I think it's bigger than anybody else's thing. I think Anthony Kerrigan, he gets the best scene in the entire season, in my opinion. Oh, oh yeah. a thousand percent. It, this long, drawn-out shot between him and uh, Michael Irby. And yeah, it's like, I also am not going to say anything about it. <laughs> I know, Rose, like, your, your reaction, <laughs> like, it says so much. But just the way that was filmed and the fact that Anthony Kerrigan gave the performance that he did with so many speeds without a single cut, I'm like, yeah, Noho Hank was one of those people where I'm like, you're the one, you're the one that I'm hoping gets all the good things. Uh, this, yeah, th- this is one of those characters that is sadly, un- now, not to say that this show is like, oh, it's so obscure, it's not, but I would say the show is, is, especially as far as HBO shows go, underrated and I, I feel like in a, just a slightly different world and the other timeline that we all split from this show would be huge and yeah Noho Hank would be everywhere because he absolutely deserves to be if it were a Coen Brothers film he'd be an iconic oh, character absolutely yes. 100% Anthony Kerrigan is somebody I want to I want all the good things to happen for him from here on mm-hmm. and I'm so happy he got to be in Barry because he got to be himself so much more than he was allowed in other stuff. Because you hear him talk about how shows would be like, you have to have hair kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And this show, never once do you question why Noah no. Hank looks the way he no. does. It's never brought up. No one cares. No. Doesn't matter. Exactly. And everything about season four is about legacy and the legacy that they want to leave at the end of the day. And whether or not they got what they wanted is up to debate for certain characters mm-hmm. the only one and there's only one person i really feel like might have gotten a happy ending out of it yeah oh, there's, there's so much i want to say about that final episode yeah. i thought i rewatched it so many times and there's so much closure for character arcs from for just little things think the way sally reacts to certain things the way like the world reacts to certain things and just i wish i I'm bummed that it's over. <laughs> I, I think to that end, we, we have to talk about somebody we haven't really talked about a ton yet, and that is Stephen Root. Oh, My yes. My God. The, the man is absolutely amazing. He is so long overdue for so many awards, so many performances over the years, but he 
if he doesn't get at least one for his tenure on Barry, especially this season, I I don't even know. I'll go throw my hat in the creek. <laughs> uh, this this shit was amazing. Like he had me laughing out loud, just sitting there in stunned silence. I mean, it it, it is truly incredible to me that this is the same person who played Bill Dotry for thirteen years. This is definitely <laughs> his standout season too. Like oh he's he's been great God. in every season, but just the transformation that he undergoes without spoiling anything is just so incredible it just makes me oh, smile yeah. even thinking about it it's so funny and i don't know it, he's just yeah. it's just great all the way through and, and if you thought there was nowhere else for fuchs to go oh just wait oh yeah <laughs> well every time you think about fuchs i think about that part and it's always funny when dennis is like i can go lower yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect that's the perfect way to describe it well the thing with uh, with Stephen Root and Fuchs, I think that the scene that just sums up his character and his growth in this season and series for me, I'm not going to say anything other than a keyword, which you'll you guys will uh, definitely lock into. It involves a rocket launcher. Yes, <laughs> and it is so <laughs> unbelievably so beautifully <sighs> filmed. It's such a testament to how Noho Hank and Fuchs especially have evolved since the people they were when we met them. It is so funny. And what they do with sound, what they do with camera panning, what they do with stunts in just this long, uninterrupted shot. It is one of the most glorious things I've seen. I watched that scene like five times in a row just to see, just to try to like (laughs) guess how they possibly could have filmed it. And man, I'm like, yeah, Steven Root, it makes me just absolutely hate the term character actor. I'm like, this guy's a goddamn actor, all right? Just a great actor. Yeah. This show, I, I have con- held this like contention for years. This is the best Grand Theft Auto adaptation ever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the joke. thing is it is. It's 100% that. And it, ha- it has everything those that it would have. It's got a, a main character who's kind of wooden at the beginning seriously who meets a bunch of wacky characters wraps this up in a crime thing and goes somewhere you never expected to go every single time you yeah, actually it, genuinely um, just blew my mind with that like I, that's actually so I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be thinking about that for a, for a while now yeah like, I, I don't know how i didn't see that that's if, totally perfect if and when they ever get around to making a gta series uh i, I gotta say barry has left them some incredibly big shoes to fill call bill Hader. Yeah, i was gonna say yeah see if bill Hader's available. bill Hader's available <laughs> he's a gamer he could do it i i he honestly i would trust him with it <laughs> i want to talk about the wizard gene Cousineau. Yes. Yeah. Cousineau yes. Henry however Wizard. they say it because everybody says it differently <laughs> um, is, is Henry Winkler is so holy shit pushing the limits of what he thought he knew how to act because I've seen him do so many interviews where he's like this show has made made him a better actor so much like remember when we all used to use a thing he did once on TV as, as the hallmark for bad TV yeah that's gone now hard to believe <laughs> yeah I now know him for Barry and I don't mean just the show. I also remember him as Barry Zuckerhorn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's it's always hard for me to talk about him with somebody who's a fan of Arrested Development because I'll say Barry and he'll be like Zuckerhorn. I'm like, no. <laughs> the other one. I'm a big uh, night shift fan myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this he is so good in this season because he finally got what he wanted, but at the same time he doesn't know how to shut up to keep nope. what he wanted 
because he wants more because yeah. the season is very much about the two of them more is barry and yeah. gene barry gets what he wants by keeping his mouth shut and gene can't won't shut up <laughs> mm-hmm. he does an entire one-man show that oh, ruins God. everything for him he just can't get out of the way of his of his own ego no. he's just too exactly. obsessed with himself again yeah. the thesis statement of this season is everyone sucks yeah every single person here is shitty but no one is so yep. one note as to be evil they're all understandable despite how misguided they are Gene, I think, being the greatest example, someone who's just always, always been chasing that glory. He's lived as a god in his own little theater company, despite the fact that he is a complete loser in the grand scheme of things. And any time he gets that opportunity, he just exploits it for all that it's worth. And it always comes back to bite him. And it's one of the funniest damn scenes in the entire series where he realizes what a mistake he made by talking to this one journalist yep. and having to go about making sure the article never comes out. Yeah, there's such a great moment when he's dealing with the journalist so... in the beginning. He wants to be so dramatic about this entire thing. It just cracks me up every time. <laughs> like, everything involving Gene and his manager just had me dying the whole time. Mm-hmm truly insane well with that should we move on to final thoughts this show was phenomenal it's one of the best shows on television everyone should watch this show everyone should watch it from the beginning to end it's it's really is not that long i have convinced so many people to watch it purely on the fact that they're 30 minute episodes each one's like eight episodes you can get through the entire show in like two days (laughs) if you really tried like it doesn't take a lot and that's why I have rewatched this show since it has ended two or three times now because I'll put it on while I'm working. I can't stop thinking about it. I, I think about it all the time. I'm going to miss it so much. Same. The season ended not the way I wanted it to, but the way it should have done. And that's really what I think is why this show works is it looks me square in the eye every time and goes, where do you think it's going to go? And before I say something, <laughs> Bill Hader slaps me in the face and goes, wrong! <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes somewhere else, and then I'm just like, god damn you, Bill, I respect the hell out of you. Like, I have very, I have like no complaints other than the fact that I wish it was longer. Mm-hmm. I really, like, there's, it's so different. And even the episodes that I didn't think were perfect, they were perfectly crafted to be the way they were. And so I will have to give it... 10 out of 10 handsome heads in boxes. <laughs> All right, Melina. I am actually that person who kind of slept on this show for no other reason than mm. there's just so much out there right now that I was like, "All right, well, I'll get to it eventually." And then I just turned enough about it where I was like, "All right, I'm just going to I'll see what I think." Cut to 24 hours later, I've binge-watched the first, you know, season and a half. And this show for me has only ever gotten better since it started. And that's not to say anything bad about what it did before. I know that the drama has started to outweigh the comedy as it's gone along. But for me, that speaks to just how serious they take this narrative. This is a story that they're like, we know that this can't realistically have the happy ending. You know, the the cute Parks and Rec ending that people want. It's such a testament to Bill Hader and the filmmaker that he is. God, yes. This guy has such an an amazing vision. You know, we we saw it in SNL in a lot of ways, but, you know, even with documentary now, I started seeing it. I'm like, God, this guy really has a lot to Mm -hmm. offer. This guy knows subtext. He knows acting. And to see him bridge that gap with Barry, I'm just in awe 
of what he was able to do. These are characters who you're going to remember forever. They're also complex. They're also fascinating. They're they're challenging. It's like they're constantly changing your perception of them. With this season especially, it's some of the most creative filmmaking I've seen, just in terms of camera work oh my and God, yes. panning and knowing how to put a comedic beat in at just the right moment, but in a way that does not detract from how dark of a narrative it is at this point. Yeah, there are like there's like ten different theses I could write about what a brilliant season this was. But for the sake of time, I'm just going to say that I'm am going to miss this so much. I know I'm going to watch it over and over again. I, I know I'm going to continue to catch more with every viewing. And I cannot wait to see what Bill Hader does next. So I am going to, in tribute to season two, episode five, best episode of TV ever, give this 10 out of 10 roundhouse kicks to the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think one of the things I love the most about this show is just the way that it evolved over time and, and just the way that I feel like Bill Hader was able to develop as a filmmaker over time too. Cause like those, those first two seasons mm. are great, but it's just, it's, it's in a completely different place. And there are so many of these, like Melina mentioned, there's so much amazing camera work and so many memorable scenes, scenes that are unlike anything from the first two seasons. So it's just, it's cool to get to see a director kind of, grow and learn throughout their process and i think this show is one of the best examples of that and i just i just love that it's really like nothing else on tv i i think when there's a big like sort of prestige type of tv show that comes out there are a lot of imitators and this doesn't feel like an imitator of anything it really feels like bill Hader and this you know this entire creative team's vision and just the dark comedy and the surrealism and the way that they start to creep in more and more in the fourth season was just mm. was just so perfect and it just it feels it just feels so unique in the the best possible way and it it's it's really a show where there there's no one it it's tough in any ensemble show to have it, like every single character be just as engaging as as the, the next and i think the show really pulls that off with a lot of amazing performances and I feel like everyone should watch this. I think it's I think it's really good. It's it's one of my favorite shows. And I just I really really love the the final episode and where everything leaves off. I think uh, it's 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 definitely not something I want to spoil, but just the way that they reflect the characters' legacies at the end of this show is just is just one of my favorite things ever. And I I can't stop thinking about uh, how the show ends. It just again it, this entire I think you mentioned this earlier, Rose, but. It just this this final season just feels like the perfect like thesis on what these characters were about from the beginning. And the time jump just helps to accelerate that in such a great way. And Barry just wants people to see him as a better person than he actually is. I mean, there's a reason why he's he's reading these like memoirs of these people like Abraham Lincoln and just trying to convince himself like, oh, well, you know, he did bad things just like I do bad things. And he's just, he's spending all of his free time, like consuming all of these religious podcasts and memoirs and just trying to find anything that'll tell him like it's, it'll be okay for him. And I just, I I love that. That's kind of like one of the final, that's kind of like the final destination for his character is just obsessing over his legacy and just seeing where that goes by the very, very end, I just, is just so just perfect without spoiling anything. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to give this 10 out of 10 reassuring Christian podcasts. You stole mine. I was, Bill Burr. I was thinking Bill Burr too. You I almost threw that in. Bastard. Actually. Now I'm going to have to think of <laughs> another one. My original one. Ah. Uh. <laughs> 
All right. I knew I knew someone who was gonna want it, so I'd change uh, one. Yeah, I mean, what else is there to say about this? Just borderline perfect, and yeah, sorely kind of underrated show. Because that's, that's again not to say that it doesn't have its fans, and it certainly hasn't gotten its accolades. I mean, for God's sake, it's won at least what two acting Emmys so far? Quite a few, actually. Yeah, so it's it's weird to call it underrated, but I say that at the same time as someone who is sadly, what do they call it, terminally online. I just don't see it being talked about as much as a lot of other things and it really should be because it, it is damn good i mean to to watch bill Hader's career trajectory go from nameless pa to some of the finest directing and writing i have seen in anything in a long time is just nothing short of astounding i, I cannot wait to see what he does next it's going to be really hard to go back and watch him being funny on Saturday Night Live, all my old favorite clips. It, it's just different now. <laughs> it's really different now. Yeah, I'm, I'm sad to see this one go, but again, like I said at the beginning, I, I don't know how much more they could have gotten out of it. This, this is just about as close to perfect as you can get. I cannot recommend it enough, and the only thing that I can say to that end is don't look anything up, don't read anything about it, Avoid spoilers if you haven't already. Just go into it. It's an easy sit, and it'll leave you thinking about a lot of stuff. I am going to give it 9 out of 10 fridges containing nothing but cheap beer and donuts. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> single a donut. single donut. <laughs> yeah, that fridge said everything about yep. them. Yeah, there's so, much, there's so much more I wish I could say about the show. I watched it from episode one purely because I liked Bill Hader. And I was did not know what I was getting into. I came for the Bill Hader. I stayed for the existential crisis. 